0: One thing, Don, I was going to ask you, uh, you recall youth ministry in your earliest days and as as it developed through the years, you see how people approach it today. Uh, What do you see as some of the most significant differences, if you're sum up two or three?
1: Uh, I would say uh, the most significant differences of youth ministry from the early days until today, uh, one would be uh, the, uh, the respect that elders have for these situations. Now I've talked to a lot of elders, and I didn't even ask them. And boy, they would express their feeling about this thing. One elder told me not long ago. He said, "I don't know one youth minister who's worthy soap." And I thought, "Oh no, you know." Now I grant you that that he probably just had acquaintance with with one or two or five. You understand what I mean? So you take some of that with a grain of salt. You know what I'm saying? But but. Uh, 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 at the elders I've talked to, uh, the the young men have not gained trust with elders. I don't know what that means anything, but uh, but that young man when he comes to an eldership, he, he needs to be biblical. They need to be able to ask him any question, you know, and he may not know all the answers, but. At least they have to see that he is a Bible-searching type of person, and that that's going to be the area. Uh, and uh, so I, I see—I've I see, seen a number of young men who who didn't want to go through the trust process. They just wanted to be considered a professional person to begin with, and they just wanted because they wanted to have that position. Uh, uh, they wanted everybody to respect them for that, and it doesn't always work that way. And a lot of them don't understand that, you know. Uh, uh, even though it's not a total difference, I'd like to, I'd like to see youth ministers go out and, and uh, even in their degree plan, spend more time in a church. The reason I say that is, uh, as you know, people who've been in the youth ministry. If they get an intern in there, they can keep him from making about a thousand mistakes if, he'll, if he's a good listener, <laughs> you know, and, and I think they need a lot more of that just to keep them from making a lot of the mistakes that I made, you know, and that kind of thing. And uh, so, so that difference is, is, uh, is great. Uh, the, uh, the third thing that I've missed in a lot of the youth, young youth ministers right now those of us who are young, early, we had to, we had to learn to listen. <laughs> but uh, I've dealt with a lot of them who, they're not too intent on listening. Now, I realize that's part of their culture, I'm very aware of that today. Uh, but uh, learning to listen to people, if uh, in fact, my maintenance is that every new youth minister ought to go to every single kid's home. <laughs> And just listen <laughs> you know what I mean ought to, they ought to see him in his natural habitat and see his parents and and just listen to his parents talk and listen to him talk instead of be him being the talker you know he need to learn to be a listener I think we, I think we were a little bit better listeners back then mainly because we didn't know what day it was you know we had to start somewhere you know but uh, those are some of the things that I see right now huh. Who are some of the people that were key in your life,
0: uh, key influence in your youth ministry, and but maybe even beyond that?
1: Well, interestingly enough, uh, when, when I was born here, as I said, in Surreal, Oklahoma, uh, we, were talking, we were talking about the key influences in my life. Uh, and uh, my dad was not a Christian, and my mother was. And there was a little wooden church building that sat right where this building sits, where we are taping this today. Uh, and uh, uh, one of the men was old Brother Ben Taylor who worked for the Frisco Railroad. and another one was Dick Biggs. He was a carpenter. And uh, we had about forty people, maybe on a good day, <laughs> you know. But Brother Ben, when I was a little boy, he got me up leading and singing when I was about four. And I didn't know what the book was right side up or upside down or I didn't know, but he just put me up at the front. And Brother Ben would start the song, and he'd beat on the floor with his foot to keep the time. And he'd beat on the book with a pencil to keep the time. He actually led the song, but because I was up the front, I thought I was leading it. I didn't know. You know. But he would come out of the church building when I was a little kid, and sometimes he'd hand me a Bible tract. It cost 10 cents back then. He would bought it with his money, and he'd hand it to me and say, Don, uh, I want you to preach the gospel someday. He did that a number of times. One time when I was a teenager, he finally one day he walked out and handed me the old Oliphant Rice debate. Paperback book, corner rolled up, torn off of one corner. He had written in the front of it to Don Williams with some scripture from Revelation, signed his name, said, I want you to preach the gospel. And he said, someday I want you to hand this to a young man uh, that you want to preach. Well, Uh, I now have about 7,000 religious books in my own personal library. But next to my Bible, that's the most precious book I have. And I've had a hard time turning loose of that because it was one of the biggest encouragements I ever had to... You know to preach. I can't tell you what the elephant Rice debate was any good or not, but but that book and what it meant as a gift from him was just a, a precious treasure. In fact, his son, who is an elder in the church in Austin, knocked on my door last week and spent an hour with me. And uh, but uh, that was a tremendous influence to be in a little church where just the members encouraged him, you know and. Uh, uh, and uh, then uh, probably the two greatest teachers I ever had were uh, Dr. Frank Pack and Dr. Neil Lightfoot at Abilene Christian. They were just fantastic teachers. I had other great teachers, but boy, they were they were great great influences. And uh, and then uh, in in all the years uh, at congregations, I've had some great elders, had some bad ones too, but. Uh, But uh, I've had some just tremendously godly elders, who they didn't feel like they were brilliant, but they they uh, uh, you knew that their purpose was to glorify God, Mm -hmm. and boy, you go back and and you look at those kind of people and you love them, boy, Mm -hmm. just great influences. Of course, then by the way, my dad became a Christian. At first, he fell away from the Lord, and then he came back. And in his last 30 years, uh, he was just, just couldn't have been stronger. Taught a Bible class, and led singing, and did everything. And so, uh, I, I would never put any of those other people before mother and dad, because my mother read her Bible every night of the world, you know, and I saw that as a little boy, kind of thing. Uh, so, mother and dad's influence would would be. Really, at the top of the list on that. By the way, I could not, not leave out a lot of these youth ministers who've just been unbelievable people in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, Wally Wilkerson, my, my, Tim Lewis, these mm-hmm. kind of people, you know. Uh, just, just great, great people. Caring, loving. But those are some of the biggest influences. Appreciate that. Uh,
0: now, you're in a position more and more so, you had through the years. If you had to give, if you had to boil it down and give some piece of advice, direction, guidance to youth ministers today, okay. what would that be?
1: Probably the first thing I would do is I'd say, when you go to college, you get all of the training you can in, in the field of youth ministry, all they have. But every class you can take otherwise, you take it in the biblical text. Hmm. Uh, Because uh, you know, I want I want youth ministers to take classes in how to run camps and how to how you know in physical education and all of this kind of thing because you do a lot of that thing. But I want them to. But every every class I could take that you know outside of my major, I took it in the biblical text, and I wouldn't trade that for a for a thing in the world because. The number one responsibility you have is to is to be a supplement, not the primary one, but a supplement to to the mother and dad for teaching this kid God's word. That's the thing that has to do. So I'd say you take all the Bible you can. The second thing I would say is that you have to do is. You have to have your own personal quiet time every single day with God. No, <laughs> There's no way around it. That's just you know. You can say all you want to. I don't care if you do 117 other things. You have to have your own personal quiet time with God, both your meditation, your prayer, and your and your Bible study of your own, because you have to listen to God first. So so that's a that's a crucial one. Uh, I would say uh, thirdly, uh, train yourself to be a. Um, uh, as I said, you're well, a listener, uh, uh, learn all you can, Obser- uh, be a wise, well, add that number four, be a wise person. I don't think anything is more important in youth ministry besides your outside of your Bible study than having good common horse sense. Man, I just I've dealt with some guys, and I said, where in the world is your head? <laughs> you know, I mean. I spoke at the Dallas uh, summer series. Oh, I've spoken here a jillion times, but the week before I spoke, some old boy who was speaking, he got up in the pulpit and took his. Then there were the jams. Took his jams off of the pulpit and threw them out in the audience, and you know. And of course, I was fit to. I about died, you know, you know. But, but boy, just good old common horse sense is just. One of the most crucial things in the world. There's some things you can't do with girls. Period. You know. <laughs> oh well, I don't need to say any more on that. You know. But uh, in, in a practical way, I, I'd say that. Then I'd say I'd say five: learn from everyone you can learn from. Read every book you can read. <laughs> if it's no good, just cast it off. Read another one. You know. Uh, talk to people who have done it. You know what I'm saying. Just, just learn from everyone you can learn from. Well, that'll be a start,
0: maybe. Sure,
1: that's great. That's
0: great. Uh, this, this may be backtracking a little okay. bit, but I, and <clears throat> sort of may not want to go long distance here, but, but uh, <clears throat> things that you, sometimes we major in minors and minor majors. Uh, sometimes we don't know that until looking back. That's Any great. of those? That you, now looking back, think, you know, if I would have had to do it over again, probably wouldn't have spent as much time pushing this. Right. It would have been more with this, right. vice
1: versa. Well, one to, to uh, think about on that is, um, I'm afraid we've spent too much time on whether a person's single or married in this thing. And I know there some churches that will not hire a single man. But the point is, uh, from the beginning I decided that that was not the crucial issue and I was not going to let it be and, and I decided to, to start with that that I was going to pray to God and say God if I'm single I'll be used of you and if I'm married I'll be used of you and I will never let the situation decide that and, and, and so I wasn't concerned if a church didn't want me I said oh you wouldn't have Paul or Jesus either so and, and I just went on you know but but I think that's a crucial thing. Uh, by the way, I think marriage is one of the most fantastic, beautiful things that it can be in the world. But I think there are pluses and minuses on both sides of the fence. You know, and uh, So uh, when I look back now about things that I would give less time to or more time, I, I would I would again start out and say, that is not the issue. You can do Unbelievable work, whatever you know, whichever way you find yourself in that thing. Uh, If I were to go back now and start again, uh, I would spend more uh, more time in my Bible. Uh, What I mean by that is, once I did a job description at Lubbock, uh, you know, and I, as I said, I had thirty programs running at the same time. I discovered that I was not spending enough time in the Word. Now, you may say, well, I won't have time to take so-and-so to here or whatever. Well, tough luck, you know, that kind of thing. But I I, I definitely would spend more time in the Word. The third thing I would do if I started again was, as I said, I would spend less time with those who already have it together, and I would spend more time with the ones in the middle and and the ones who, quote, really need me more. It's not as much fun. Some of them have more difficulties, and, but uh, but I, I would do that more, I think, if I went back. Uh, I would also definitely uh, spend more time with mothers and dads trying to train them. Now, let me maybe I should explain that. Uh, I didn't discover this until about 20 years ago, but uh, uh, Gary, I'm convinced that if I started back again, I'd do something I've never done, and that is I would set up... A letter or a a, a thing I sent to dads every week of how they do a devotion and teach the Bible in their home to their kids, Uh, and uh, I, I think I'd do that. The Grace Community Church out in California did that every week, and it just moved me the way they did that. They even did fun time, fun things, and all that that a family could do together. But I would help dads. More have the responsibility they need to have on that. Now, a lot of youth ministers won't like this one, but I would try to get us at times to not have Sunday morning Bible class. That's going to sound funny. I, I, I think we need to encourage all of. This. See, what happened is a hundred years ago, Sunday school started, Bible school started, in you know, in a lot of different religious groups. Well, uh, I think we've, we've, we've misused Bible class. We've made, as I said, we've uh, made uh, uh, it dependent upon teaching our kids the Bible. What would happen if all of our kids uh, on Sunday morning, those who have Christian mother and father, stayed home and Dad taught the Sunday school lesson to his family? I think it would be a transition. I, I'm only for Bible class if, if, for the kids who don't have Christian parents and, and need that tr- that training. But I think it would make a transition like we've never had before. If dads would teach the Bible to their kids and mm-hmm. do the devotions and that kind of thing. I would definitely do that if I started again, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Appreciate that. Uh, <clears throat> Getting me to wrap up here, and just okay. a couple more here. One is... Uh, Anything embarrassing that you like
1: to mention about the past?
0: Embarrassing moments, things, funny, silly, whatever.
1: There are a million of those. <laughs> uh, probably the classic one. I've had more than you can count. You know, <laughs> But uh, after I moved to California, I came back to Lubbock and spoke for their junior-senior banquet there. And uh, Carl Cope was the youth minister, and Carl said, we're going to have it a Hawaiian theme. You know? And I said, "Why? Well, I've just been to Hawaii to speak. And so, uh, uh, and so I said, that'll, that'll be easy enough, you know. So uh, I came back and I had my lesson developed really well. But, uh, you know, if, if there's ever a word which can have a double meaning, the teenage boys, boy, rah, rah, you know. And, you know, sometimes you say, what in the world did I say, you know. But my four, first point in my lesson was one of the great things about going to Hawaii was, as soon as you get off the plane, you get a lay, and I mean the teenage boys. And the trouble is, I didn't even know what I'd said. See, and uh, and and then uh, at the end, Carl came back and said, "Don, you not only said it the first time, but every time you made another point, you went over the first point again." You know, but it is so difficult when you when you do something and you don't know what you've done, and these kids are dying laughing. You know. Uh, I mean, there's some that I probably can't tell here, you know, but, uh, but, uh, oh, yeah. And, and of course, one of my problems in that, uh, in that Gary, is that I'm a person, if something's funny to me, if I'm out somewhere, if something's funny to me, I just die laughing, whether anyone else does or not, you know. And uh, I was at a youth rally in Bakersfield, California, and this young kid was speaking, and he was doing such a great job. He's just doing a marvelous job. But he used an old illustration about his old pickup. I said, my old pickup is just a bunch of nuts and bolts. That's all it was. And he used a good illustration about it. And right at the end, he came back and he said, my old pickup, it was just a bunch of butts and notes. That's all it was. <laughs> Man, I'm on the front row, and I just hee-hawed no one else in the audience laughed except me you know yeah. and uh but if something's funny to me i just want to enjoy it you know oh but uh oh there are a couple i'd like to tell but this tape will be used a lot of places you know? but oh yeah all, all of us have done dumb things you know that and uh, uh but uh, but i get, by the way that's the greatness of getting with a lot of youth ministers you don't have to. You don't have to make up stories. You've done enough dumb things to to to, to, to mess it up. But uh, well,
0: Don, what is uh, what's God doing with you now these days?
1: Okay, uh, uh, what's God doing with me now? A year and a half ago, I retired from Abilene Christian at age 65, and and I moved back here because my mother was in a nursing home, and I had prayed to God for a long time. I'd been coming for every every weekend I could for. Uh, For four years, Uh, I'd drive here every weekend to be with her. Uh, And uh, so I prayed to God that he would let me be with mother. Uh, And so he did. And and once I retired, I was able to move back here into the house that we moved into when I was four years old. And and, uh, I got to be with my mother every day at the nursing home. And she was still where we could play dominoes together and that kind of thing. Uh, so I, I spent all day with her, and I felt that was my ministry, and I I had no hesitation about it, and I wouldn't go anywhere. I would I would only preach on Sundays if I could teach the Bible class, preach, and then go be with mother all afternoon, and come back and preach at night, you know. So uh, it was great, and I got to be with her, uh, you know, a year and a half, literally, before she passed away in April. So uh, so now I'm, uh, I teach the Wednesday night auditorium class here. I, I fill in in pulpits around in the area. A lot of these congregations uh, around here don't have anyone to help with counseling and premarital counseling and this kind of thing. And so I've done a whole lot of that uh, already. And, uh, uh, and so, uh, to be honest, I'm really confused right now because I thought when you retired you just got to sit in the chair and watch Price is Right and all that stuff, but but uh, uh, I uh, I just I have more to do almost than I can shake a stick at, which that's great. I don't I don't want to be sitting down. I, I want to be productive for the Lord, and I'm just thankful He's He's letting me do some of these things. I don't know what the future is. If God opened the door for a congregation, I might take that position, but but I'm surely not just. Biding my time now, you know, and and I found that a lot of these little churches have a, have big needs, uh, uh, you know, and so, and I'm hoping we just got a new pulpit minister here, fine, fine young man, and uh, and I'm hoping I can be a help to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have a little bit of desire, as I've always had to, to kind of help new uh, preacher. I mean, he's not a brand new, but he's young enough in this thing that. I hope I have some things to share. I don't want to try to take over, you know, but I want to share some of those kind of things. You
0: know. Well, there's no doubt you do. I have plenty, yeah. plenty to offer and give. In fact, <clears throat> this is, <clears throat> it is, Don, an honor, and I, I wish I could have, use some different yeah. words well, to yeah. say what uh, what it means for you to be sharing this time uh, yeah. with us as a conference yeah. and also with you know, me personally and, and, and everybody, because you have the a common word we use now is mentoring we use that and there was mentoring long before that word was used and you were doing it and and we sure appreciate and love you well, don't, is there, is,
1: go ahead. don't hate me when you have to edit this one <laughs> <laughs> right, right. we will
0: is yeah. there anything maybe that you would like to, to say that that has nothing to do with any questions that we
1: asked you today oh I haven't thought of that uh, well this is just a quick one uh, you know, because a lot of us who were in youth ministry at first, we're getting older, a <laughs> whole lot older. And there are some who've, who've really had some tough times physically, especially Wally and, and ones like that. So uh, uh, don't forget to, to to pray for people like that and, and go see them because uh, I, I don't want Wally to get away from this world without ever a guy who can sitting down with Wally for... Several hours if you can, and just being blessed, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That guy, kind of, Wally's had cancer for 20 21 years now, mm-hmm. <laughs> plus MS. And mm-hmm. oh my, so I'm not talking about just him, they're just there. There's several youth ministers who've gotten up in years, of course. We lost Bobby Heiss, mm-hmm. and what a tremendous loss uh, and gain. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, be sure. And uh, you young youth ministers and, and bless these these who've been around. They're not wanting any pampering or they're not wanting to be patted on the head, you know, or they're, they're not wanting applause. But I'm just saying, uh, uh, be sure to keep them in your prayers because some of them are really going through some physically difficult times right now. I don't know why that hit me, but that's that just so crucial. Yeah. I don't know of anything else, especially. Uh, but... Uh, that's all I all I think of right now. Well,
0: that's great. I want to tell you again. We honor you, love you, well, appreciate you, you for all that you, thank who you, you are yeah. now, and for the way that you've paid through the years. And Thanks, uh, yeah. you just mean a tremendous amount to so many of us throughout, yeah.
1: Yeah. across the board. Yeah. Well, I didn't talk. Oh, go ahead.